0: hello and welcome to delightful i'm your host lisa mcrowan delightful is where science and psychology meet spirituality and creativity to help you follow what delights your heart and live a life you deeply love welcome to delightful i am so glad that you are here and that you are tuning in today Today, we are talking about stories, the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, about our lives, about others, about the world, and the impact that these stories have on us. And so of course, we wanna talk about, we wanna bring about like, how do we tell ourselves stories that are nourishing and life-giving and soulfully supportive and, and nourish our bodies, minds, hearts, and how do we let go then of old stories, old stories that have been around for a while and just do not serve us? And actually, quite frankly, that are ready to die, that you are ready to be done with. So that is what we're all about exploring today. I am going to share a few little, a few little uh, stories in between, <laughs> stories in between the stories, stories about um, some of the stories that we sh- that we tell ourselves that are aren't helpful and stories that are helpful. Uh, Then I go into, I'm gonna share five practices, soulful practices that you can use in your everyday life to move out of the old unhelpful stories and into, leaning into a more nourishing story, more nourishing stories. And then stick around for the end because then I share this beautiful poem that I have not shared yet on this podcast called Soul Courage, Soul Courage. This, this poem actually opens my book of Your Light is Rising. It's the first poem in the book and, and really the whole point to telling ourselves, being aware of the stories that we tell ourselves and choosing to tell ourselves uh, stories that are uplifting and nourishing Are so that we have the soul courage to lean into our light, our authenticity, to share our medicine with the world, and to create a more compassionate, loving world. So let's get started. Every day, all day long, all the time during the day, we are doing something that impacts How we feel about ourselves, how we see ourselves, how we interact with others, how we see others, and how we view the world. This impacts our relationships, our actions, our way of being, and really our sense of happiness and fulfillment. All day long, we tell ourselves a story about what's happening in our lives, about other people, about ourselves. And when I call them stories, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're false or that they aren't based on some kind of truth. I mean, when I talk about story, I'm talking about, we've constructed a, a narrative based on our experiences, based on our past, based on our um a perspective that we've, that we've learned over time to have about the world, about ourselves, about others. Really the stories we tell ourselves are an interpretation of the facts. It's not false. It's not necessarily entirely true. It's just a perspective. So some stories we tell ourselves, of course, are positive and uplifting. Some are negative and keep us stuck or keep us down. Some cause anxiety, hopelessness, despair. They disconnect us from one another. And then other stories bring more ease, peace, love, connection. So this is not about being Pollyannish. This is about being aware of the stories we are telling ourselves and the impact they have on us and our relationships so that we can choose stories that are truly nourishing to us, that help us to live lives that we deeply love, to go mindfully into our lives with with full hearts and compassion, and so that we really, we, we can tune into what matters most to us and to really follow what delights our hearts and really so we so we create a more compassionate world so we are just nicer out there we we leave our world in a better place than 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 when we found where we found it so we tell ourselves stories about our bodies our appearance our abilities our intelligence our personality our past our future our present moment our relationships our homes our potential, our situations, our challenges, our neighbors, our communities, our impact, our work, our colleagues, our supervisors, our business. We tell ourselves stories about time, whether we have it or we don't. We tell ourselves stories about the world, the planet, um, Republicans, Democrats. We tell ourselves stories about our parents, siblings, in-laws, friends, we tell ourselves stories about what we can't do, what we can do, and even stories about how we feel. We construct stories to make sense of things. Like so we under, so so we try to understand things. We want to we want to understand stuff, okay? And then also to control and to have a sense of agency. Our stories impact our moods, our actions, and our interactions and ultimately our fulfillment with our lives, with ourselves, and our relationships. So often I work with people who, in coaching especially, who are telling themselves stories that are keeping them from experiencing more happiness, peace, love, flow, connection, joy, delight, fulfillment. And too often we're telling ourselves, especially telling ourselves, super harsh or unhelpful stories about ourselves like oh I'll never blah 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 or I'm always fill a blank or I can't okay so let's pause here for a moment let's pause here for a moment together take a moment and ask yourself what is a story that I tell myself that isn't too helpful? What is a story right now that I am telling myself that doesn't serve me? It can be about anything. Just pick the first thing that comes to your mind and, and be honest with yourself. I'm sure I, if, you, if you're anything like me, there are lots of stories to choose from. <laughs> so just choose something, just notice. Is it about work? Yourself, your relationships, your home, your environment, whatever it may be. Okay, so you got it? Now, as you say this story to yourself, what do you notice? What's the impact that this has just thinking of saying this story to yourself? Maybe even imagining this story. Like you have an image of it playing out or you have words that you're like, oh, this is the story that I'm telling myself right now. What impact does this have right now on the way you hold your body? Did you tense up? Are you like full? Are your shoulders folding inward, like folding over your heart? Did, did, um, did some emotions come up? Is there an emotion or, or a few emotions here? Like is there a sense of feeling a bit deflated, right? Like oh, I kind of rolled over, like hunched over a little bit, like around the heart, or like ah. Eh. Just notice what this hat, this impact has, or this ha- the impact this story has on your body right now. And you know what. We don't want to go around that way. We don't want to go around with our bodies like that. We don't want to we want to go around with our with our shoulders back and down and our the crown of the head lifting up to the sky and we have a smile on our face. That's that's true and authentic, not Pollyannish, not fake, not fake positivity. We want our heart to be lifted upwards. I mean so maybe this is a story you've told yourself for a long time and whatever it is it doesn't serve you anymore maybe it never served you and that is what we're about shifting today so that you can live more fully freer lighter with more ease and and i'm going to i'm going to infuse this with a little bit of hope right now of like Put your hands on your heart for a moment and whatever the story is and for however long you've been telling yourself it, with your hands on your heart and your eyes closed, acknowledge like this is a story I've been telling myself that no longer serves me. This is a story that I've been telling myself that no longer serves me and I am about changing this story. I'm about changing the story. Mm -mm -mm. That we will get to even more practices to do. We will, we will get into that. And I will share some ideas with you in a moment. But first, just start to acknowledge and name that. And let me say something about this too. We could dive really deep into where these stories come from. And a lot of times in psychotherapy, that's what we're looking at, right? Like we're looking at where we learned this in childhood, how we learned this from society growing up or even in the current culture, from genetics, from our experiences. We can spend a lot of time digging in the past for answers. And whether I am working with someone in psychotherapy or coaching, uh, I hear people ask, like, at some point in time, like, why? Why am I like this? And sometimes that digging and that answering of the why has a place in our healing journey. But what I like to tell all my clients in therapy or in coaching is this. Information informs, but it doesn't heal. Information informs, but it doesn't heal. So then people are always like, okay, well, what does? (laughs) What does, Lisa? And I'm like, embodied presence. So embodied mindfulness and compassion. Treating ourselves and others with regard and love. And then taking an action to do something different. So embodied presence, mindfulness. Compassion, which is about treating ourselves and others with regard and love. And then taking an action of doing something different than what we are currently doing. So we can have a different outcome, so we can feel differently. Being aware of, mindful of, the stories we are telling ourselves can help us to have a sense of embodied presence. It can help us make a choice about whether we we are going to be harsh and continue down the same path of thinking, feeling, acting, or we are going to treat ourselves and others with more regard and love. And being aware of our stories can help us do something different, different so we can have a different outcome. That's what we're about here. So let's talk about this. Some of the stories I hear, I'm just going to put out some of these stories. Uh, Stories like, this person is doing this on purpose. Like when we're upset about someone's actions or behavior, like, oh, they're doing this on purpose. We might say another story is like, oh, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. So we go into the heads of other people and we we say what they're thinking and feeling and 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 how and how they regard us or not are those things like what or I'll never get that promotion I'll never get over this or the I'm so I'm so fat stupid skinny ugly annoying needy quiet all the I am so's I am so's this one this is impossible this is impossible or. Oh, the I am. I am a bad, I'm a bad what? Oh, goodness, I hear this so often, right? And I've said these things to myself. I'm a bad mother, father, parent, partner, daughter, son, sibling, friend. Some of the beliefs that, in, of the a belief is just a story that we have a belief that, like, for example, it's not okay for me to ask for help. I got to do this on my own. It's not okay for me to mess up. I have to get this perfect. Or oh, I hear this one too. This is a story I hear. I can't stop or slow down. Then the failures failure story. I'm a failure because this didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Some of the other beliefs that we have about work and life, like um, you just have you have to work hard, you have to work hard. You have to exhaust yourself, you have to work hard. you have to help people. Ooh, you have to help people. you have to be kind. you have to be nice. you have to be you have to be all those things. Here's another one I noticed with with some kids too. like everyone is staring at me. everyone's looking at me. everyone's gonna think I'm weird. Um, something else that adults we do as we say is like, oh, I don't want to bug anybody. They're too busy. They don't really want to help. How about some of the positive ones? (laughs) These are some of the things that, again, maybe just put out here. It's like some of the stories that that I'm helping people to drop into and to tell ourselves new stories. And I'll get to practices. I'll get to like, ooh, so what can I do, Lisa? Give me some five steps. I got you. I got you covered. And you know, whenever I give steps or five practices or five ways or five approaches, they are soulful and they go deep. They're based on science. They're based on, they're based on, um, Oh gosh, my experiences with my own self, I never tell you something that I haven't tried myself and haven't worked on and played with. And they're based on all of my years of experience of seeing and talking with and accompanying people. So here are some here are some positive stories, right? Stories we want to lean into, like, I am lovable. Ooh, I, I am lovable. Right now, I just get a a soft, warm feeling across my chest as I say that to my cell phone. And of course, I'm putting my hand on my heart as as you all who have tuned in before, you know, like, oh, that's one of my practices. How about this one? I deserve to feel fulfilled. I deserve to feel fulfilled. In the previous podcast, number 49, um, let me get the title of it. It is Ready for Fear to Stop Holding You Back letting grace, possibility and hope flow. Ooh, I love that. In that episode I encourage you to listen to it, it is oh I, I loved recording it. Uh in that one I talk about how like I deserve. I am worthy of of being satisfied, like deeply satisfied. I'm worthy of that. Here's some other ones. I am capable Ooh, I'm capable. Side note, and I think in episode, let me see, forty eight. Ooh, forty eight. Choosing what makes you feel alive. Choosing what makes you feel alive. I tell this story about how I uh, I took the kiddos to Colorado for spring break, and and how I came out of that like feeling so capable because of a vow I made to myself that just. Kept me focused on a new story that I was leaning into and a new story that I was living into. So I encourage you to listen to that one too. Choosing what makes you feel alive, number 48. That sense of being, feeling capable. Oh, that's huge. Okay, here's another one. It's okay for me to ask for help. It's okay for me to ask for help. So obviously, some of, some of these are mine that I've been leaning into, like the the help and the cap- capable uh, as a two in the Enneagram. We have this thing where we help everybody else, but we don't ask for help. So for a couple of decades, I've been learning how to very slowly ask for help. And then not to tell myself a story when I ask for help and and it doesn't go the way I wanted to, or uh, or it doesn't work out, or somebody can't. They're like, oh, never mind, see, and, and that reinforced some belief, like, oh see, you can't you can't ask for help. No, I am dropping into leaning into this new story. It's okay for me to ask for help. It's okay for me to ask for help. How about this one? Oh, this gets into responsibility. And I mean this in a really positive way empowering, and soulfully supportive way. Here it is, this story. I am responsible for my Mm -mm well-being. Too often we put that off onto everybody else, our bosses, our, I mean, our colleagues, our, our, um, our workplace, our partners, The world, the world is supposed to help me to feel well Mm -mm -mm -mm. and to do that all for me and to give me this time, space, everything else. No, no, no. I am responsible. I am responsible for my well-being. There's something very empowering about leaning into that story. Uh, It's okay for me to change my mind. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to change my mind. I can find my agency in this situation. You all who have worked with me and been around for a while, you know I love that word, agency. It's one of my favorite words, agency, finding our agency, that sense of I can. Ooh, ooh, that's another story too that I love. Instead of the I can't story, the I can story. So much of my work as a somatic experiencing psychotherapist and an integrative coach is about helping people to lean into to shift from an I can't story to an I can story from a really embodied spiritual integrated way ooh the an I can story here's another one here's another one that's really positive that again we're leaning into And when I say positive, maybe I shouldn't use positive and negative, but it's like one that is nourishing and supportive and life-giving. Yeah, I like that. My voice matters. Oh gosh, my voice matters. So many people I work with, we are working on like, wait a second, my voice, my boundaries, my opinions, my needs matter. Ooh. So just take a moment there and notice what are the ones that jumped out at you for any reason. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's something I that's one of my beliefs, that's one of my stories. Positive, negative, healthy, unhealthy, um, not so nourishing and and hurtful or harsh, and then ones that are nourishing and helpful and, and empowering and life-giving, just notice, notice. You might even want to write those down just so we're aware of them, just write it down. So the whole point is, is that we tell ourselves stories all the time and we want to become aware of the stories that we tell ourselves so that we realize what is influencing our actions, our mood, our behavior, our choices, and our interactions with others and, and how we see ourselves, the world, and, and our dear ones and other people. So maybe, okay, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. And whether you, if this is safe for you to do so, you might want to pause and stretch for a moment, take a few breaths, feel yourself breathing, you might, even, you might even be telling yourself a story right now that's like, oh, I can't really pause, Lisa. Oh, I gotta keep the I gotta. Or like, whoa, hang on a second, hang on a second. Or you might even be telling your story like, ooh, this feels so good to so soften or close my eyes and to feel myself breathing. I have time for this. Ooh, I can do this, this matters. And just notice in your life right now, what story that you are telling yourself? Is it about work? Is it about a person? Is it about your business? Is it about your body? Your capabilities? Your potential? And just notice when you become aware of this story, like what happens in your body? If it's something that isn't nourishing, that's harsh, just notice how your body responds to that. Maybe it gets constricted. Maybe you your breath um, quickens or you're holding your breath do you do you change your posture and so kind of crunch over and round around your heart do you tense up and if it's a positive story if it's something that's nourishing and uplifting, Notice what that does to your posture. Notice, like, even as I just said that, like a smile came across my face. I I sat up taller, like the crown of my head reaching up to the sky, and my shoulders broad and taking up space. With that story that's nourishing. Like I am capable, I'm feeling so capable of coming out of out of Colorado going to Colorado with my kiddos. feeling so good when i think about ooh the story i'm telling myself about this summer like i am deserve i deserve time off and to be nourished i deserve to go on on adventures just notice what happens in your body and whether whether the story is harmful or helpful Go ahead and put your hand or both hands on your heart. Soften or close your eyes and feel the next exhale, the next fall exhale from your lower belly. And say to yourself, I want to love you. I want to nourish you. And whatever kind of story you are telling yourself, we can work with it. We can work with it. Any change to your heart that you want in your life, we can do this. We can do this. We're going to lean into telling ourselves a new story. Mm. So again, notice what has shifted in your body. And, and even in your energy, just by doing this exercise, see what has shifted and make note of that. Like, mm. And notice that there's an I can, an I can story rising. So let me share with you. I think I have five practices here to help us lean into a new story to move out of a story that is harmful or hurtful or harsh all the h's <laughs> or hell you know it. it is it isn't helping us it's hurting us it's causing harm it's harsh it's keeping us in hell oh my goodness all the h's i love it and how to move into lean into telling ourselves new stories that are life-giving that bring us alive, that bring us a sense of hope and, and feeling capable and agency and feeling good about our relationships with other people. So let me share five practices. Okay, so the first one, when you start to tell yourself a story, and especially if it is negative, if it is hurtful, or if you start to notice like it has a negative impact on you or hurtful impact on on you, just the next story that you're so accustomed to saying, so accustomed to just like, it's just habit It's become your one of your dominant narratives. Here's your first practice. Meet it with maybe, maybe not. So like, oh, I can't do this. Immediately say to yourself, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Or, oh, I couldn't ask for help. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I'll never get this. Maybe, maybe not. Um this person doesn't like me. Maybe, maybe not. So the idea is to meet that old that old recording of the story, whatever story you keep on repeating over and over and over and over again. I was going to say like a tape or cassette tape. (laughs) That's so, I am going to be 50 in a few months. So Um, yeah, those just would just repeat and repeat. Meet it with maybe, maybe not. And why is this so powerful? Well, first off, If we've been believing something and saying something to ourselves and living this particular story for a really long time, our system, nervous system, um, all the different systems in us is not going to accept the complete opposite. Like, oh, no, 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 you you can do this. Come on, girl. It's not going to believe that. It's not going to accept that. It's going to reject that right away. Saying maybe, maybe not, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, just starts to introduce the possibility that's, that that is not the only th- perspective, story, thing, possibility happening here. And our system is going to accept that just a little bit. It's going to open up, it's like, mm, wait a second, okay, maybe, maybe not. And open to uh, the, the, the smallest possibility that it may not be true, may not be true. And that gives us an entry. So your first practice is meet any harmful, hurtful, hellish (laughs) story with maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Second thing, say to yourself, stop like right there in the moment and say to yourself, the story I am telling myself right now is... The story I'm telling myself right now is, this comes from, I might be modifying a little bit, from Brené Brown in her book Dare to Lead. Dare to Lead, and she talks about how we 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 bring up these stories all the time, right? We have all these stories about our colleagues, about our work, um, about our business about situations, about clients, about those, the customers, people we serve. And when we stop to say the story I am telling myself right now is, we remember like, oh, I am telling myself a story. It's a narrative. It's a story. It's not necessarily fact. It's a story. So your first practice, you meet unhelpful stories with maybe, maybe not. Then the second thing is you name the story that you're telling yourself. The story I I am telling myself is. And then the third practice. The third practice, this is something I literally say to myself. I acknowledge that it's an old story by saying, that's an old story. There's my old story. There's my old story again. And it doesn't help me anymore that's my old story again, like when it comes up, because it's going to come up, because you've probably repeated this story over and over and over again, probably a million times. I have stories like that over and over and over again. And so we want, it's going to come up. And so when it does come up, you got the maybe, maybe not, the story I'm telling myself is, and then that's my old story. That's my old story. It's good to name old story. Because old is like, "Mm, I'm done. Mm -mm, mm -mm." That's my old story. That's from the past. And it doesn't help me anymore. So if you notice so far in these first three practices, we're all about building awareness. We're all about like pausing to be mindfully aware of the stories that we're telling ourselves. And we're interrupting it with mindfulness and compassion. Awareness is key. And the two wings of awareness, so if you think of awareness as a bird or a butterfly, like a lot of my clients, they'll draw a bird or draw a butterfly. And the two wings, one is mindfulness, the other one is compassion. And you all know me by now. When I'm talking about awareness and I'm talking about then mindfulness and compassion, I'm talking about embodied, present to self and to others, embodied mindfulness and embodied compassion. So doing this from an embodied sense, embodied awareness. So we have maybe, maybe not, the story I'm telling myself is, and then acknowledging the old story by saying to ourselves, that's an old story and it doesn't help me anymore. My fourth practice is, so doable, so doable. Do one thing differently. Do one thing differently. So yes, we need this self, this combination of self-talk or this practice of self-talk, but then we want to combine it with some action. We got to take some action because, because, um, yes, what we say to ourselves interrupts the old narrative. Yep. And we need that. And that embodied mindfulness, yep, it does help. Now we want to take some action though, people. So we don't want to just stay up in our heads and um, and thinking about all this either. We want to do something different. Do one thing differently. So because, okay... Sometimes we don't know what else to do. We've got this story, we don't know what else to believe. We haven't really worked it out yet. It's like it's like learning to ride a bike. It's really really kinky and messy and and we don't we don't know what to do. So, okay. So just just do one thing differently. If, for example, you usually tense up your body, maybe soften your shoulders a little bit. That's doing something differently, different. If you I was thinking about in a conversation, like, okay, so even last night. Last night I was getting annoyed by something. Um, what was I even annoyed at? <laughs> I don't remember. But um, oh, okay. I was starting to feel helpless about some shifts and changes that I'm looking at for my own self as I'm approaching 50. And And I started to share with my husband about it. And I didn't think he was listening and paying attention the way that I wanted him to. It wasn't giving me the um, verbal uh, and facial cues that I was looking for. And so I made up a story in my head. He doesn't care. He's not interested. He's not really going to help me. Oh, all those stories started flooding. And I decided... In that moment, now that I'm thinking about this, I did this. I literally said to myself, the story I'm making up right now is, and I said like, the story I'm making up right now is, it's his fault. The story I'm making up right now is, uh, I feel helpless. The story I'm telling myself right now is, he isn't interested or isn't going to help me. It's, oh, and then this story, the story I'm making up right now, the story I'm telling myself right now is, it's all going to fall on me. It's all going to be mine. So these are old stories. These are old stories I've been holding on for a while. And again, I would say like, Lise, that's an old story, love. That's an old story and it's not helping me right now in this moment. And I decided to do something different. Do one thing differently. So I stopped. Instead of talking and, talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and holding on and like, oh, we're gonna discuss this all until the night, I just I stopped. I said, I I literally said to myself, I did something different. I I said, I was like, I'm gonna be done with this now. I'm moving on. And I softened my shoulders, I softened my jaw. And I said, I am deciding right now in this moment to start moving forward. And so that pause, introducing like the story I'm telling myself, that it's an old story. And in there implied, yeah, is the thing of maybe, maybe not. Of like, I have to do this on my own. It's all up to me anyway. It's like, hang on, Lise. Maybe, maybe not. And the one thing, the several things I did differently, but they were little things that I did differently. I stopped, I paused, I was quiet. I was like, I'm not going to continue on. And instead, I'm going to look to connect. So I chose to connect. That was doing something big differently. (laughs) And so instead of turn away, instead of not going, like, no, really, I did want a solution. I did want some ideas. I wanted a a blueprint or a path um, to, to getting in, some of the wellness things that I know I need for my well-being. And instead of turning away or acting all justified and, and righteous, I turned toward. I stopped and I turned toward. And a completely different outcome. We got to, even though it was late, late for us, <laughs> late for me, um, we got to like, huh, a sense of like, oh, a new story he's accompanying me. He's with me in this. I'm not alone. I don't have to do this myself. I'm not helpless. All these new stories I started to tell myself because I acknowledged the stories and I had started to do something different. One thing, one thing. And then that leads me now to our fifth point that i want to share with you fifth way to start leaning into a new helpful nourishing soul nourishing body nourishing mind nourishing story is start writing a new story start writing you don't have to know the whole story and all the various uh, ways it's going to unfold, you don't, you just have to start writing the new story. Just start writing this new story. So, you can begin by saying this, I'm going to start telling myself a new story, I'm going to start telling myself a new story. Now, how I sometimes shorten that now is new story, new story, two words, new story. Just introducing those words, new story, can so help us move out of that habitual pattern, that habitual story that is so unhelpful and like, oh, I am leaning into a new story. I am going to start telling myself a new story, new story, and then literally start saying some of the lines of the new story. I'm capable. I'm not alone. I can do this. Whatever the new story is, just start writing it. Just start writing it. It's like super rough draft. You do not have to get it perfect at all. You don't have to know all the exact plan and have a blueprint and, and, and have all the, like the, <laughs> a whole outline for your new, your new way of being the new story with all the paragraphs and then all the supporting evidence. Just start writing a new story. Start telling yourself a new story. And you can start that with as simple as, I'm starting to tell myself a new story. New story, new story. So I hope that those five practices help you to lean into a new story and to live with with soul courage, the soul courage we need in order to lean into a new story, to, to take the risks that we need to take in life, to take the soul risks, as I talk about, so that we feel like we are embodying our most authentic, loving, light-filled selves. So I'd love to share this poem with you called Soul Courage. It's a longer one. And so so it's an opportunity to drop into the experience of me reading it to you and of you hearing it. And so if it's possible for you right now, you might want to take a moment and soften or close your eyes so you can (laughs) sit down first, sit down or lie down or take a break and then soften or close your eyes if that's possible and this is the this is the poem that opens up my book your light is rising and it's called soul courage and in here i talk about beliefs and and our light shining <clears throat> and this is about then having the courage to lean into these new stories and that the new stories are available to us at any time in the day any time in the day anything that we're doing anywhere we find ourselves, we can have the soul courage to lean into the story of our light shining. So here we go. Soul courage. There is a soul courage rising from within me to clear out the distractions of my daily life and listen to my inner voice calling me to surrender the old beliefs that have kept me constantly questioning my worth, ideas, and brilliance and trust the truth I know in my bones. I have a light to shine, a wildness to embody, and a medicine to share. How bold, how audacious, yet how true. And it's time to shine, time to remember the wildness within, time to share this unapologetic embodied pleasure with others. The pleasure of slowing down to hear the whispers of your heart. The pleasure of moving your body in sensual healing ways and the pleasure of channeling your light to shine in this world that's hungry for your authentic wisdom, leadership, and art. There is a holy desire rising from within us to risk letting go of the life we have and go on the, adv- the wild adventures our souls want us to experience with healthier boundaries that protect our time, honor our bodies, and breathe joy into our days. This requires simple but sacred rituals in our day that help us to pause, call back our attention, and place it on the altar of our hearts. Bowing to the wisdom of our bodies to soothe our collective weariness with time offline, outside, in nature, and with each other. Letting our hips shake to ancient rhythms that our bodies intuitively remember. Creating art that speaks our truth and reminds us of our belonging and offering our hands and hearts and service in ways that do not deplete us, but rather nourish us, and inspire others to live with bold authenticity and compassion. We have a light to shine, a wildness to embody, and a medicine to share. Come, take my hand. Let's stand together at dawn, With our feet firmly rooted into the earth and our hands on our hearts tending to the temple of our bodies as the light of hope begins to glow as we go into the morning let's call forth the soul courage within us to stay true to what is sacred and remember our divine essence As we let go of what no longer serves our souls and say yes to the next right step in the direction of our dreams. As the noon sun rises, let's redefine strength as dropping the armor around our hearts and softening the harshness, allowing ourselves and others to be imperfect and still radiantly shining. As the afternoon approaches and we might be edgy and tired, let's love ourselves and others with tenderness and mercy, remembering that we belong to one another so that our homes may be a refuge for our dear ones, our communities may be places of connection, and our world may be united, more inclusive, and kinder. As the sun sets and the moon arises, let's end the day together with practices of surrender, letting go of our worries as we rest in the radiant heart that leads us home. There is a soul courage rising from within us, calling us to remember that I, you, we, matter each of us has a light to shine a wildness to embody and a medicine to share and it's time for us to rise together Mm -mm. oh i loved reading that and sharing that with you oh You have a light to shine, a wildness to embody, and a medicine to share. And the stories you tell yourself can either help or can, let's just say it this way, can nourish and support and bring out that within you. So thank you for tuning in today. And I would so appreciate it. If you share this with a friend, if something moved you and share it with someone, help me spread the word about Delightful or if you left a review on, on Apple Podcast on a, a review or a rating, that would just be so helpful and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, may you be delighted.